The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Jonathan Healy filling in for Pat Kenny this morning. Um, let's talk about illness and there's an awful lot of it around as I mentioned at the top of the programme we've had it in our house Uh, somebody, one of us has been barking Uh, and I mean barking it's a very strange cough uh, for the last couple of weeks and I don't even know what we had because none of us had to be hospitalised or or have it tested in any meaningful way but there is an awful lot of respiratory illness around at the moment and we wanted to find out just what is happening in uh, our hospitals and in particular at the National Children's Hospital in Crumlin. Dr Suzanne Crow is a consultant in paediatric intensive care at Crumlin. She's with us now. Suzanne, good morning. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for asking me to come on today. It's nice to have you on. Um, What are we dealing with at the moment? Well, every winter we have about an eight or nine week uh, season of this horrible virus called RSV. And uh, it, it affects everybody of every age, um, and but particularly for small babies. Uh, babies within the first six or 12 months of life are really affected. Um, they find it very difficult to breathe when they're infected with this virus. So it, it can affect everybody, but it has a particularly acute effect on the very young. Is that it? Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, I mean, your immune system is uh, quite immature when you're first born. That's one problem. And then the other is, is that their breathing muscles are very thin um, and very small. So they get tired when they have to breathe fast. And this virus makes the baby breathe quite fast. So they do get tired. And it's one of the reasons why mums and dads will bring the baby into the hospital is particularly when the baby's too tired to feed. Okay, and that's obviously very serious because that means they don't grow and and, and can cause other implications. But I, I I was reading statistics there. Thirty nine children have needed ICU care on one day last week. I, I think you've only thirty two ICU beds, so that means you're particularly busy. Yeah. So across the two hospitals, Temple Street and ourselves, we have thirty two intensive care beds, and uh, there have been days this week where we've had to surge into other wards and make intensive care beds in other wards to look after uh, these children. But also all around the country, every single paediatric ward, every GP surgery is overwhelmed. I mean, we're just seeing so many small babies sick with the virus this year. Mm. But I mean, I know obviously you're a consultant in paediatric intensive care. Uh, You don't deal with the older people, but it it seems that this virus is is indiscriminate. It's, It's making a lot of different people sick no matter what age they are. It's just particularly bad for the young. Oh, that's that's absolutely true. And if you have a sore throat at the moment and a cough, no matter what age you are, it's quite likely you do have this this virus. Um, and if you're an older adult and you, particularly if you have other medical conditions, it could make you quite sick. And some adults each year are also admitted to hospital with it. Yeah, I mean, it is, a, like as I described it earlier on in our house, it was a bark. I mean, a proper bark <laughs> and, mm, and a kind mm, of a cough horrible. that I haven't experienced in, in quite some time. How do you know if you or your child in particular is sick enough that you need extra help? Because a virus has to do its thing, works out of your system. How do you know when to get help, Suzanne? I think particularly for small babies, um, if they're if they're more lethargic, more sleepy, if you have to wake them for a feed and they're breathing very fast, or if their colour, particularly around their lips, uh, doesn't look right, 
you, you need to seek urgent medical assessment. And if they're not feeding, even if they miss one or two feeds, you'll notice that the nappy isn't wet anymore. Again, that's a reason to bring them in to be assessed because babies will get quite dehydrated if they're not feeding. Mm. One, one of the sad situations we have in Ireland is that people now hate the idea of going to the ED, uh, whether they are adults or children. I mean, maybe it might be a bit easier to make the decision when it comes to a young child because you, you, you can't communicate with them. But people are tending to put off going to the ED uh, a little bit for fear that it's going to be busy and they're going to be sitting there for hours before they see a doctor. I'm presuming that you, ne- you need to kind of shake that off if, if you are worried and you have a very sick child. Like, there's no point in, in waiting. Um, you need to go. No. Yeah, you do. You need to go. Um, and it, I think sometimes if you have another adult in the house, it can be useful to just say, look, you know, what do you think? Would you bring them right now and just make the decision, get even, you know, a, a, a granny or a, a, a sister or something to call in and look at the baby? Because you've been looking at them for hours trying to make a decision and somebody coming in with new eyes, you know, looking at the baby might just say, you know, something we do need to go in. And you won't be sorry because you'll be triaged quite quickly. And if the baby is sick enough, they'll be assessed quickly. And if needs be admitted, um, usually the baby will be observed for a few hours in the emergency department to see how they're getting on. Um, The EMA actually approved a vaccine for this particular virus, the RSV, in August. Is that likely to be something that will be added um, to uh, maybe perhaps the paediatric run of vaccines? Or is that like um, like the flu vaccine is going to have to constantly change because RSV will change? RSV doesn't seem to change as much. Um, and we are very excited about this, this new uh, virus that's been approved and it would be administered to mothers at the end of their pregnancy, uh, along with the whooping cough vaccine. So then the baby's born already immunised and that will carry them through the first six to 12 months of life. So, you know, we will be very optimistic. I know the College of Paediatrics are very behind uh, it and also the National Immunisation Advisory Committee have made a recommendation that we would move to fund and and, and give this vaccine. So fingers crossed uh, it will be funded and we will have it in time for next winter. Okay, well, that will definitely ease the pressure on you guys out in Crumlin and in Temple Street and the other paediatric wards around the country. The the only other challenge you would have had, of course, is that you need those intensive care beds for for post-surgery patients, people who probably may very well have been on a waiting list for a long time. Um, Is this type of surge something that will result in knock-on effects elsewhere in the hospital for you? Oh, undoubtedly, um, it does. And it does each year uh, that children who are listed, particularly for complex surgery, um, who need an intensive care bed afterwards to get better in, they will be postponed. And they may be postponed several times, which is a terrible disappointment and stress for families. You, you can imagine parents have often taken time off work to be around while their child's getting better from surgery. Now the surgery is postponed and it could be a period of weeks before they're listed again and the family have to go through the whole rigmarole again. So it, it has a huge knock-on effect. Even without intensive care beds being impacted, we have our ward beds full of children with, with RSV as well. So even trying to get in for a normal ward bed admission after surgery is a problem. So it's, mm. it's, it's a huge issue for us, um, you know, in terms of just trying to manage our resources as safely as we can. 
And finally, Suzanne, we were overly familiar after COVID with bell curves and waves and the, the, how viruses spread through the community. When is this likely to peak or has it peaked now and we're on the downside? Um, we would be optimistic looking at other years that we've another two or three years, to, uh, two or three weeks to go and then it should start to fall. It's generally eight or nine weeks and sometimes there's a second smaller peak in March, but usually it's eight or nine weeks. So hopefully into January, we will have seen the end of this year. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, in the meantime, keep a close eye on the kids. If you're worried, do consult a doctor. And if you're really worried, do consult uh, the likes of, of Suzanne and her colleagues in Crumlin and other paediatric wards around the country. Dr. Suzanne Crow, consultant in paediatric intensive care at Crumlin Children's Hospital. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, the reason this is regarding a text that someone else sent in earlier on about DDoc, which is the out of our service sending people to hospital. The reason our clinics can't cope is because parents are now bringing their children in with coughs. Then everyone is sent to A&E because there's no available appointments. X the number of patients per year. Uh, then a five euro charge for everyone would dramatically increase GP capacity. I'm, I mean, if you're talking about a five euro charge there, I'm presuming you're talking about people with medical cards because if you go to DDoc and you don't have a medical card, you charge, what, 60, 65 quid? Um, but yeah, I it's very hard to second guess a parent is worried about their child um, which is the reassurance that people are sometimes looking for for the GP and I know I'm sure it's very frustrating for a GP to look at a child and there's nothing wrong with them except they have a mild cough but the parent was worried enough to bring them in it's a difficult nut to crack I'll grant you that uh, let us know what your experience has been have you had the RSV in the house like we've had for the last couple of weeks drop us a text 087 1400 106 for WhatsApp 53106 for a cost of 30 cent The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.